Welcome to Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger, talking about the current events in, in sports all over, pros, college, high school, if we happen to feel like it. Uh, TJ, last week we started the show talking about how you had just gone to Disney and what it felt like to not wear a mask. I finally got to experience it myself. We went to Hollywood Studios on Monday, got to be mask-free out in the you know common areas outside, and a pretty pleasant experience. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic yeah. to be able to breathe um, walking around in that heat. How hot? How how bad was it? It, it was kind of cool. It wasn't when we bad like, it was... at all. It wasn't hot. There was kind of a breeze. Um, for some reason, I feel like Disney's never as hot as like I feel like Bush Gardens is. I don't know. I don't know if that's the way. Like if there's so many buildings that that kind of insulates it, or a lot of the rides, or most of the rides are air conditioned, so that's part of it. I don't. I don't really know what it is, but I feel like I'm never particularly hot at Disney. Per- especially if I don't have a piece of fabric across my face. I think the rides and lines at Disney help. Um, the A lot of Busch Gardens right. lines are outside. And so you don't ever get to take right. that break. And so it's just constant heat all the time. They do have the fans, which, which do a decent job. Um, but yeah, I think that the fact that Disney, you can go indoors and kind of cool off on a lot, a lot, a lot of the rides is super helpful. They're also really shaded well. Uh, not that Bush Gardens isn't shaded, but uh, we went to Animal Kingdom a few weeks ago and and the shading there helps yeah. a ton. Basically the whole park with the trees and forest and jungle kind of theme is shaded. And so that's that's kind of nice to be able to walk um, through a lot of that. Less shaded at, uh, at Magic Kingdom when we were there a couple of weeks ago, but um, you know, certainly, certainly nice to be able to go indoors on some of the lines. But yeah, I saw some of the pictures. It looks like you guys had a great time. The big girls are able to yeah, ride some stuff now. So, know, sure so they've been fun. able to ride everything there except Rock and Roller Coaster because Rock and Roller Coaster is 48 inches, which is I think is the tallest ride of any of the Disney parks. And I think it's the only roller coaster in any of the parks that they've never ridden. But over COVID, we grew tall enough. Now they're both about 50 inches. So both got to ride. Um, they thought it was super cool. I had actually never been on it before. So I enjoyed it as well. We had my niece with us who used to love roller coasters. She's the same age as them. She's, she just, well, she just turned seven, like two weeks ago. She had then decided she hated roller coasters, but in the last couple of times that we've gone, we've convinced her that like, no, they're actually super fun. She went on rock and roller coaster. If any of you look at my social media at all, you will see she is the child crying in our rock and roller coaster pictures. So she was not quite as much a fan of that ride as my two were. Um, my sister, when we were younger was, um, was very much like that. I don't want to ride it. I want to ride. It, I want to ride it. My dad made her ride it. And then as soon as we get off, it was, I want to ride it again. And you know, a little kid, not, not understanding that <laughs> yeah. long line, we're not riding it again right now. So how, how was the, when we went to Magic Kingdom a couple of weeks ago, the lines were not bad, but we were only doing like the little kid stuff. Um, right? So we, we always do you know, rider swaps because we always do. have children with us not tall enough to ride um, the ride. So that obviously makes it better. It's essentially like having a fast pass, um, but they weren't too bad. I did feel like the park was more crowded than it's been for sure. And I'm sure that's a combination of a couple of things. I Disney never tells us exactly what occupancy is, but they did tell us that with the most recent CDC updates that they were going to be increasing capacity. Um, the other thing is I think people that were unwilling to go until the mask was at least 
lifted a little bit, which is where we are right now. So I think those people are back. But then also, if you have a silver pass, um, this is the last week until you're blocked out for till August like 4th or something like that. So I think that that's it too. And then couple that with Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. Um, it was it, it was busy. There were there were a lot of people, but I honestly I didn't feel like the rides were the lines were very long. Um, kids had fun. I still think because they're kind of social distancing in these lines still that um, the numbers aren't necessarily accurate. I think they're on the lower end than than what's advertising, which is always nice. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. It was good, and we actually even got a group for Rise of Resistance, which. Full transparency, I've never seen Star Wars. My children have never seen Star Wars, but they know that there's a ride that is really difficult to get a spot on. So that's what makes it appealing to them. Um, I how, didn't go. I stayed it? with the three kids that were not tall enough, but Eric went and um, uh, my sister Gabby went and then all the rest of the kids and they said it was awesome. Cool. Um, did you see any uh, Tim Tebow jerseys out <laughs> I, there? At the, you know what's uh, funny? I did. Not Jacksonville Jaguars Tim Tebow jerseys, but I did see Florida Gator Tim Tebow jerseys. And this is the perfect transition because Tim Tebow has the highest selling jersey in the NFL currently. Also, he has sold more jerseys than any rookie that was drafted this year, um, which we talked about this on the show and you had told me you didn't know who would be buying jerseys except for Gator fans. But honestly, he, I knew that this would happen. He's, this is, this is the literally the reason the Jaguars signed him to this um, is because it's, it's, it's marketing. Right. And he's got the top selling. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I never thought I just, it was for football. I knew. Like, I never, no, I, I agree with you there. With you there. I, I never marketing, But I don't think you, you, you said you weren't, were not thinking that a bajillion jerseys were going to sell. He currently has the highest selling men's jersey, women's jersey, um, men's t-shirt, women's t-shirt, and kids apparel. Um, and I, like, I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that in a few months, there's I, not going to be a ton of kids running around Africa in Tim Tebow jerseys, but... <laughs> They're going to be at your local Goodwill. Right you can now. get them half price. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I didn't know that people would would go out and moronically buy jerseys um, for Tim Tebow again. I also didn't know that uh, we were going to have a toilet paper shortage last year and a gas shortage this year. I, but people's idiocy never ceases to amaze me. And so um, this ranks right up there on the list with those other things. So um, what I do want to know is what, is there a return policy? Can you get your money back when he gets cut? Like what, what does that look like? Does it go to charity? Um, no return you know, policy. What, what, You've got what the is jersey. That, what um, does that look like? Uh, <laughs> I wish there was a, uh, I wish there was a label, you know, I have to fill out, you know, your name and address and obviously your credit card information when you do buy a jersey. I wish there was uh, a slot that, that was, you know, why are you buying this? You know, oh, faith, you know, faith-based yeah. um, jersey buy. I'm a Gator fan. I'm a Jaguars fan. Um, I like throwing money away. Just yeah. whatever the reason. I wish there was a like, why are you buying this? Um, the because it's 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 you know what's it's, it's a lot. What's interesting it's, is um, he has sold more jerseys than Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence is in the top five for jersey sales um athletes wise so the fact that the jags have two of the top five athletes with jersey sales right now is kind of a phenomenon on its in itself right like that's kind of a, a wild 
uh, situation, not something that's normal. I th- Tom Brady, uh, Devonta Smith, and Trey Lance are um, are the others that are up there. But, um, you know, there's no return policy. You guys are stuck with these Tim Tebow jerseys forever. But this was the reason that it was done. And I think that Tim Tebow detractors, and I'm not even calling you a Tim Tebow detractor because I don't think that you have anything against him personally at all. But this is what they were... Oh, I do. Four well, Saturdays okay. in the but mid-2000s. you don't have anything against him personally. <laughs> you can have a, you can wish he didn't beat you, but it's not like you're like, you know, I hate this person or, or whatever. Um, I, but I do think that there's a, he's polarizing, right? There's, there's people that can't stand him, but I think that they are missing how popular he really still is, which is wild, but he is. Um, but you know, and I don't know if you read this Mike Bianchi article that came out this week and, um, I know Mike Bianchi himself is polarizing. I used to do a radio show with him uh, for years and I actually really like him, but he basically wrote a story that was like, why root against the guy? Uh, If we're off the field there, you probably cannot find a better person. So if somebody was going to have a crazy success story 10 years down the road, or even, you know, not end up succeeding, but get this shot, it should be him. Yeah, I mean, I to me, I I have the same kind of thought on like I I very rarely do I root right. against individual players. I I'm more right. so indifferent. Like I barely have time to watch my favorite players sure. and cheer them on. I, I certainly don't have time to to tune into. I mean, really, even at this point, unless it's like Florida playing a massive game like Alabama or Georgia or something like that, I don't even have time right. to watch my rivals and and cheer against them, right? Because we're so busy. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Like I, I it, it kind of drives me nuts that people cheer against yeah. greatness. And I and so I wanna I want to very much remove um you know the idea that people are cheering against Tebow because of of greatness, right? And not that he wasn't uh, great. I don't college, even know but, that I think it's uh, greatness. I same, think that he people, just rubs people no, no, the wrong I, way. My you know? my point is yeah, my, my point is people do the same thing with LeBron. People do the same thing with Serena Williams. People do the same thing with Kobe or Michael, right? Like Kobe dies and everybody, you know, was the biggest Kobe fan ever. But like people do the same thing when 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 those right. guys are playing, right? They 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 hate they they hate on greatness, right? Like for for whatever reason. People hate the Saban dynasty, right? Nobody appreciates greatness unless right. you're an Alabama fan. Nobody nobody appreciates what um Bowden or Spurrier or Urban or Dabo or any of these guys have done, you just hate on them, right? Like it's easy to hate right. greatness. And so for whatever reason, I, I, but I don't even have the energy for that. I don't have the energy to cheer again. I yeah. just don't care that much. I'm just like, ah, irrelevant to me, the Tebow thing. I, I don't know. And so, yeah, I agree with Bianchi there that like, why hate on him? I, I don't know that really that many people even do hate on him. I think it's more, they just kind of see it as what we've kind of said, ah, it's a marketing ploy. It's stupid. It's going to be irrelevant. He's not going to play, you know, blah, blah, blah. I I don't know that that many people, there are certainly people that are hating on Tebow and want to see him fail for whatever reason. They disagree with his religious beliefs. They just, they hated him when he was in college. They just hate, you know, the great player he was then. I've had so many people tell me that they think that he is fake or they don't believe that he is the way that he's portrayed. And I, I will tell you this, if that is your reason for not, you know, not wanting Tim Tebow to succeed. I've got news for you. This is a person that I knew 
that played with my husband, that played with my brother. What you are, what you see is literally what you get. That, that is him there. That is not in any way an act. That is not a front. That is not like, you know, he, he couldn't possibly be that good or whatever. I mean, that literally that's him. Yeah, I don't really have any kind yeah, of Yeah, no, I know you that. don't, but and, I think that there are people in general. I, I just think that he's kind of a I just think he's kind of irrelevant. Clearly not. <laughs> as a football player, as a as a football player is my is my take. I think that he doesn't really, you know, it's not going only, to the only do like anything. opinions that it's I could totally have dumb. respect for are it's been 10 years and it is hard enough to be in NFL shape when you are constantly doing it when you've been out for 10 years, that's really, really difficult. And it's really hard to, to imagine somebody being able to um, compete at that level still when they've been out of it for that long. So I can totally respect that stance. I can also completely respect the stance of it's crazy to think that it's just that easy to switch positions. So I I could completely and totally um, respect, understand, wrap my head around those reasons for thinking that he will fail. Right. Um, but yeah. anything outside of that, it, I think is more about the person that has the the feeling than him. Yeah. And I would say that maybe not because look at the Jersey sales again. I was going to say, I would think that most people are uh, rational, uh, but, but they're not. Have you, is this, are you new to the sports world? Right? Because what? But I think, I think that I think that in this situation, there are at least as many people that um, are just kind of rolling their eyes and saying this is stupid, as there are that just truly hate Tim Tebow. Yeah, I mean, like that I think might that most fair. people at this point, I I think that most people at this point don't really hate Tim Tebow, and I'm not saying there's nobody that does. I think most people are just like, dude, seriously, like yeah. who cares at this point? You know, like move on. You know, like. Um, I, that that would be my gut on that is that most people don't, you know, Bianchi's article is fine, but I don't think there's that I many people again, that, I, I that mean, hate him. I think that it's just like kind of eye roll. This is dumb. This isn't going to work. All right. Ne- yeah. Next, next I mean, time. I don't know. I, I'm interested. I'm interested to watch how this goes. I do think that there are a decent number of people who are really, really like, I don't disgusted is not the right word, but like, just kind of upset that this is even happening, which I think is a silly response to have. I think that you can come. People also want to be, people also want to be proven right. And so it's not necessarily that they're curing against Tebow, but it's, it's, if I say this isn't going to work, then I'm going to cheer to to be right. I, I, I'm cheering for myself to be right. Not necessarily against Tebow. Right. So that's another. Right. And that may very much be true. Um, so, um, all right, cool. So maybe next week will be our first episode in the last month that, right. that doesn't discuss Tebow, but probably not. We probably something else will happen, right? Like he'll be named the starting quarterback or whatever. So, um, anyway, we'll see. Though I'm I'm not confident that we don't talk about him next week. At least just to uh, just to keep the streak alive. Um, Phil Mickelson this weekend. Yes. Did you catch any of the PGA so Championship? My dad or did you on see the Sunday afternoon? And um, <clears throat> was like, oh my God, are you watching this right now? Which it, like anybody that's ever met my dad, met my dad knows that this, that call happens like on a somewhat regular basis. So I'm 
<laughs> never really surprised or that motivated to like hurry up and turn on whatever he's watching. But anyway, I'm like, I'm playing with the kids in the backyard. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, go turn on the TV. Phil Mickelson's about to win. This is incredible, blah, blah, blah. So I mean, of course we go in and turn it on and, and we watched it and it's super cool. He becomes the oldest player to ever win um, a PGA Tour championship. He's like 50 years and some months old or whatever. Um, it was very cool. I mean, very cool. And the crowd was super into it, which if you know, if you watch a lot of golf, like most of the time the crowd is relatively silent. They were this this crowd was super into it. Um, he actually said that Tom Brady was one of his inspirations for staying in good enough shape to make this a possibility. And if you were watching Twitter that night, Tom Brady tweeted out, that's my quarterback, uh, which I thought was really funny. And I, I don't, if you remember, they played together in the, uh, in the pros tournament, I think it wasn't it tiger and Peyton Manning and then Mickelson and Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, that played together. Yeah. And that was basically like our first live sporting event um, after the lockdown. I remember that. Yeah. Back in, yeah, May or yes. June or and something. I mean, like everybody like tuned that. in yeah. because it literally was the only sport in months. It was, it was, it was good fun too. and they were funny really with each it other. Was, that would have been fun. Non, yeah. I was up at Corona Cigar in Tampa. Like, that was a fun. Like, oh, I, I would have watched non- it too, but like, COVID it might as well have been That's, the Super Bowl great. because of the the circumstances of what we were in. <laughs> oh yeah, the ratings were incredible. That came out, and then the yep. Jordan doc came out, and we were just like, okay, right. life is back. But we're gonna you know? survive. <laughs> like, we're gonna make it. Not too long after that, we got some word that like college football potentially was gonna happen, despite the Big Ten. Um. So yeah, I mean, but that was fun, and I, I mean, what a freaking accomplishment! Yeah, no, super, super cool to see. I mean, if I had told you in 2021 um, that Brady and Phil and Tebow would be back, <laughs> like all guys that were dominating like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, I mean, I guess Brady's never really stopped, but all of them back before the U. So it's cool to see. Um, also at the tournament, we talked about this. Um, Brooks Kepka, Florida State alum, uh, went out and put out a good good product, finished second, one stroke behind Phil, uh, but could not pull off the uh the comeback, couldn't pull off the win, but finished second at the PGA championship. He got into a Bryson DeChambeau um afterward. Uh Bryson was kind of giving him a hard time while interviewing him after his second place finish. And uh Brooks kind of snapped back at him. Did you like the fire that uh, Brooks Hilarious. had there? What, what were um, your thoughts there? Okay, so first, the, my first exposure to this, the full video is when you sent it to me. Prior to that, I had seen like memes of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's pissed. He's a competitor, right? Like nobody likes to come in second place. I might argue that it's worse to come in second place than like, you know, sixth or seventh because you're right there, right on the outside. He was pissed. He was not. The paycheck well, doesn't true. say so. Like yeah, in these individual no, sports, like maybe it, maybe in like true, football, but that like doesn't it's change cool. anything for the competitive level of you know these guys, right? No. Um, and I, I just thought it was funny. He had a snappy comeback. He was he thought the question was stupid. He kind of let him know that. And uh, I'm super excited we get to watch this video for years to come. Yeah, no, it was perfect. Um, it's been memed and gifted and you know, so many, so many different, you know, funny things have now come out of that. So 
absolutely hilarious. I told you um, before, but we had uh, we had his college coach on Trey Jones on on the FSU pod, and uh, and and he even kind of made a wise crack about it. So really, really funny to see. I mean, I'm I'm just like that though. Like when we used to lose games in high school, and really even like following Florida State for um, several years, really until I had kids. Um, like I used to be like that. I used to be like in a bad mood for the whole rest of the day, or if it's a night game, like the whole next morning or something. Like I used to, I used to take losses pretty hard. I think when um when we had kids, when we had Elena, that also coincided with us having Willie Tagger, and like all of the emotion of everything just got like, got beat out of me. Like I just don't care anymore. Wins are great, but losses are just like well, I got other priorities. Like whatever. Like which is a good place to be, and I feel like like. The losses, I mean, you know, you never like to lose, but when we lose now, I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know, I still got cute kids or whatever. <laughs> so, but if when I was out playing, like when I was playing sports in high school and certainly, you know, watching Florida State when I was in school and shortly thereafter, I used to be the same way. Like people, and if people would get like a cheap shot in, like Bryson did, two Brooks, uh, I would, I would have reacted exactly like he did, you know. Now I don't really care anymore. Like I'm kind of, like whatever. So I so totally my get husband it. reacts been, like that if we thing. lose a six U soccer game. So not something I can relate to at all. The we have kids, it's not that big of a deal because that's not how it works in the Wilbur household. Yeah, my kids aren't playing um anything just yet, but uh I'm assuming that when they start into uh into sports, I, I will get some of that back, especially when they start getting into the, the, especially when it starts getting into the more competitive stuff, whether they play sports in high school or stuff like that. Like I can, I can see myself being that dad again. My dad was that dad. dad So, um, and I married that dad. So I I, I am that mom to Um, be fair. I would never yell at my own children or anything like that, but like, I care if we win. Well, I'll let a ref. Up. Oh yeah, I'll let a ref up. I actually got told <laughs> during our end of the year soccer tournament. Um, the ref was not calling things the same way, and I let him know that. And he came over and told me if I said anything else, I wasn't going to be able to watch from the sidelines anymore. So I had to reel it back. Um, that's hilarious. So he called the game um, after that, though. So. Yeah, probably well, scared you know, of you. do your job and then you don't have to be scared of me. It's fine. <laughs> um, Brooks and Bryson was great. Okay. I, uh, we talked about this just before. We'll maybe do this and wrap up. Maybe one more thing after it. But, um, we talked about this. Florida has the ninth best odds at winning a title this year. Um, ahead of Florida is Texas, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, and then Alabama won. So I'm sorry, Florida actually has the 10th best um, odds at winning a title. Um, how's that sound to you? Florida being right around a top 10 team this year? I mean, we don't know uh, a whole thoughts? lot about this Florida team, right? They're replacing pretty much everything. Um, so I would say that that's probably a little bit on the high side, just with all of the unknowns that we have. That doesn't mean that Florida couldn't be there or higher by the end of the season, but I, I don't feel like we've seen anything to necessarily justify that. Um, however, I would say the same thing about Georgia being up there um, as well. But I, I mean, I like it. I'll take it. 
those are the expectations that you're okay with is like the 10th best um, team. I mean, listen, I'm a person that wants a championship every <laughs> single year. I just think that when you have a new quarterback, that Florida's got a lot of offensive weapons right now. Right. Um, so I think that that's good, but when you're breaking in a new quarterback, that basically determines your success or failure more than likely. And we don't, it's a question mark at this point. So it's very hard for me to tell you what I expect. I also think that Florida's schedule is a lot harder this year than especially last year, but just in previous years, Florida opens the sec, uh, schedule with, um, Alabama. So if Florida were to make a playoff run, it requires beating Alabama twice, or at the very least beating Alabama one of two times and then having things fall your way. So, uh, that already makes the season difficult, right? I'm looking at Florida's schedule right now. So, um, they open with Florida Atlantic, which obviously will be a win. They, they go to Tampa and play South Florida. That'll be a win. September 18th, my birthday weekend, they play Alabama in Gainesville. That's going to be really hard to get a win. And I guess if you're going to split games with Alabama, you want to lose the first one. Um, the second one in the SEC championship games, what's going to matter. Tennessee and Kentucky, Vanderbilt should be wins. LSU, I think, was an anomaly last year. LSU even though they beat Florida, but in general, LSU is a better team than we saw on the field. I think they'll be better this year. So I think that will be a tough game. Don't really know what to expect too. with South Carolina and new coaching staff. My assumption is that Florida beats them. Um, Sanford should be a win. Missouri honestly always gives Florida some trouble. It should be a, a, a win, but who knows? Georgia, Florida beat Georgia last year. I'd like to think that the monkey's off the back, but I would say that Georgia is kind of the same boat that Florida is in. We don't really know what to expect from them. Um, they're talented. They have an entire roster full of five-star guys. So if that's telling us anything, that should be a formidable opponent. And then they wrap up the season, obviously, with Florida State, which I think still Florida State is a year or two away from um, really competing with Florida, I think that that's a win, but also it's the end of the season and it's a rivalry game. So it totally depends on how Florida State progressed through the season, what Florida found at quarterback, what injuries are going on. Like there's just so many factors to say that that's a gimme too. So I think worst case scenario, Florida's looking at three losses. Best case scenario, Florida's looking at one loss. Um so, uh, I mean, I guess you can sit at number 10 with one loss, but I would say uh, it'd be hard to be much higher than that, right? Yeah, I think that if you're only looking at those 12 games, worst case or best case scenario is one loss. Um, but if you do only have one loss, right. then you're going and to the SEC championship game, loss, and, and you're going to take – you're gonna take it. You're probably gonna take another one if we're just keeping it a buck. Like you could have ended. Yeah, I mean, it, so not. this is a hard like situation, right? It because it. it's hard for Florida to open the season against Alabama, your first SEC game when you're cutting your teeth. But the flip of the coin of that is you're gonna get Alabama the worst that they're gonna be all season, more than likely that that game. So if you can't beat them week three, it is going to be hard to beat them at the end of the season. However obviously if you're going to split them, you want to be the one that wins in the SEC championship. Now, if Florida goes into that game with one loss and figures out how to beat Alabama, they're in the playoffs and it doesn't matter. They're not sitting at 10. They're sitting in, in the top four depend. And you know, that, that place specific place will depend on 
how everything else plays out. Alabama may be sitting in there with them too, though. If Alabama runs the table, loses to Florida closely in the SEC championship game, you might be looking at both of them. Like there's literally a scenario where Florida and Alabama could play three times this season. It's unlikely, but that's an outside possibility. Um, I think it's more than likely. If I had, if I was betting on this season, I would bet Florida finishes the season. So that's after the SEC championship game and after the bowl game with two losses. Oh man. No, I'm definitely going higher than that. I'm going to say the bowl game is irrelevant to me, like win or lose. And we talked about that last time. I, I think that uh, I got Florida at three uh, best case scenario. Florida loses two games because I think they take a regular season loss. And then I think they so take you an think SEC that the regular, championship they, you think loss. They beat Georgia then is basically. Now, in a in an absolute mm-hmm. best case scenario, yes. I but I know I if if you're to ask me right now, I think Georgia wins that game. Just returning the quarterback, that game, you know, went Florida's way last year. I think it goes Georgia's this year and kind of flip flops. I didn't for the feel next like it years. was. So it's like not I, like it like barely went Florida's way. Florida dominated that entire ball game. Yeah, they played Stetson Bennett, who was terrible, and then they switched quarterbacks after that, and their offense was much, much better the rest of the year. And Florida's defense wasn't good. I think that's just how yeah. bad Bennett was. Not that Florida's offense was, wasn't was good, because it really was in that game, but I think that game's a lot closer if they just play a different quarterback. And I think Georgia's results post-Florida kind of show that. So I think Georgia will be better. I think Florida's offense is going to take a step back after losing two first rounders and a, a second round quarterback. So I think that, I don't know if you're, again, if you're asking me today, I think Florida loses that game, but in a best case scenario, yeah, I, I could see Florida winning every game on the schedule, except for Alabama and then losing to Alabama again in the sec championship. So best case scenario, I got Florida with two losses going into the bowl. And then again, I think the bowl's irrelevant because you're going to have a bunch of guys opt out and not play anyway. So who, you know, win or loss there, it's hard to, say because i don't know who your opponent is or anything like that so um i'd say two losses going into the bowl is an absolute best case scenario worst case scenario is i don't know probably four losses you know losing to alabama and georgia and then losing two out of three to you know lsu somebody you're not supposed to and then like florida state you know like that that'd kind of be a worst case scenario now i don't think that like i think florida beats florida state i think that the LSU game is a toss up and could go either way. But then, like you said, I mean, who knows with, you know, streaks and automatic wins sometimes turn into losses, right? Like you, you wouldn't have picked Florida to lose to LSU last year. You wouldn't pick Florida to lose to any of those teams you mentioned, right? Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, but fluky things happen. And every once in a while, one of those teams lucks up and, and beats a, a, a team that they're not supposed to, right? Or a team like Florida loses a game they're not supposed to. So, I don't know. I think that a worst case scenario is like eight and four going into the bowl game. A best case scenario is, you know, 11 and two, I guess, right? 11 and one, and then a loss in the SEC championship. So, what will probably happen is I'll probably lose three. Like, I think that that's probably where it'll get settled on. You know, my typical outlook on most seasons and most good teams is they're going to lose, you know, they're, they're going to lose to Alabama. They're going to split with Georgia and LSU, and then they're going to lose one more game they shouldn't. You know that's typically how most seasons for every team not named Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama works. You lose to the best team on your schedule, 
you split with the teams you're even with, and then you lose one you're not supposed to because you're just not focused that week yeah. or whatever, right? And that's exactly what happened to Florida last year. So that that would be my pretty easy prediction for Florida would be nine and three, um, with a worst case scenario at eight and four. Their over under is eight wins, so um, that's kind of how Vegas sees it too. Is if they do a little bit better, they'll get to nine. I mean, on on absolute you know disaster nightmare right. would be seven and five. Seven yeah, and five would be I don't trouble. Think that I think eight and four is fine this year, but seven and five would be big time trouble. But you've got to really lose to for that. I mean, you've got to lose every toss up game on your schedule, right? Like you 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 lose to Alabama, you lose to Georgia, you lose to LSU, lose one you're not supposed to, then lose to Florida State too because your team right, is such a right. tailspin at the end of the year. So like that's kind of a nightmare yeah. on that one. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think tenth is fine. I. You know, the Iowa State thing's funny. Like, I I don't know. I, I think that they're kind of just like a trendy fun thing because the Big 12 yeah. sucks so much. But, yeah, I think being behind Notre Dame, Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, like I wouldn't pick Florida over any of those teams right now. See, so yeah. I'd pick Florida over Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame has an easier path, which is kind of what puts them there. Yeah. Right? Like, I think head-to-head, sure. head, yeah, Florida beats some of those teams. I think Big 12 teams and Notre Dame have an easier a route, which is, which is why they are where they are. So wait, so, but this upcoming season, Notre Dame has no affiliation with the ACC again, right? For football. Is that the case? I mean, they have, they play, they play three ACC games well, right, a year. But they're not, they're always not, do and always, or four ACC, but they're not in the ACC. So it's like a loose affiliation. They like, they won't be in the conference championship game. So like, that's an automatic loss taken off their schedule because right. they don't want to play Clemson. But I'm um, just asking for clarification yeah, that they do not have to, to do that this year. Correct. Yeah. So there's a loose affiliation, but not like a conference championship type thing. Interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame has, you know, us, Toledo, Purdue, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, USC, UNC, Navy, Virginia, Stanford, Georgia Tech, their only chances at losses on that schedule are Wisconsin and yeah. UNC. <laughs> like everybody else is terrible. So they're, you know, they go eleven and one, they're gonna be back in the playoff and they're gonna get their heads beaten by the number one seed. So if they go ten and two, they're out. So um, you know, we'll we'll see what they can do. But yeah, I mean that that's their odds have again nothing to do with how good they are. I know no, they're, they're a not a good team. team. I mean, they're, they're a, they're a top 10 team ish, right? Top ish, 10, top yeah. 15, which is again, where I think we, we think Florida is, Yeah, Florida's probably going to be right around there. And so I don't know who knows. It's, it's tough to know how Florida will look because we haven't seen Emory, you know, have to handle the whole offense and Trask was so much a part of what Florida did last year. So it's what can, what can he do going forward? So I don't know. thought it was interesting. Top 10 is pretty, I'd rather be top 10 than, you know, Florida State's probably like around the top 45, 50, 60. So, you know, somewhere in there, 10's yeah. better than that. Um, not sure where Miami yeah. is. That's kind of an interesting one. Uh, as much as funny as that is, I know you laugh at it. They're going to get their heads beat in by Alabama this year. And then they don't play another good team the rest of the way. You know, like they play North Carolina, they play Florida State. Th- those games are typically kind of good, fun, close. But, if they could keep it somewhat close with Alabama, which I don't think they do, but say they lost to Alabama by 10, then I don't know. They're going to lose again. To, the problem is they're going to lose again to Clemson in the ACC championship, but then you've lost to the best two teams in the country. And if you don't, if you don't get your head absolutely beat in on both of them, 
or you found a way to upset. I mean, they're not going to upset either one of those. But you know, they. I think they the path for them to get more wins is is a little easier. I think they could they could be they won't, but they could be eleven and one going into that. Now they their their problem is, you know, Florida typically drops a game a year that they're not supposed to lose. Um, Miami does that with like four teams, right? Like they 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 usually go into a tailspin like the last four weeks of the year, and they'll lose like to Duke or Pitt or somebody like that. So. Not certainly not something you have to worry about, but I wonder what their odds are. Um, all right, I think that's all the time we got. We'll, we had another one, but we'll talk about it next time. Anything else before we get out it. of here? All right, cool. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in, hanging out with us, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.